I like music. I like surf. G'day, listeners. You're tuned to Soundwaves, a podcast that explores the nexus between surfing and music and the nefarious spaces in between. Between the wave and the rave, between the heaving shack and the martial stack, between neoprene and spandex, the mosh pit and the death pit, fiberglass and vinyl, the boogie and the board, between Brian Eno and George Greeno. So wax up your stick, crank up the stereo, paddle out into the secret sonic surf spot that is sound waves tales from the shack 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 g'day g'day guten tag <laughs> well it's um this is a you get this is yakshamash um <laughs> <laughs> i like music i like surf <laughs> um uh, it, it's it's a role reversal because uh i'm sitting in the dark mm. um in at seven o'clock in the morning because we we're uh we, we're about to put the we're gonna put the clocks back next week and right. like, the mornings here are fucking ridiculous it's it's pitch black and it's 7 a.m so yeah right um, mm, so uh and um uh, iberia is not only being f- walloped by lots of swell but lots of horrible it's like a big east coast um uh, it's a West Coast low, so oh, lots of work. Rain. Yeah, it's been good. It's um, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the uh, all of the all of the locals are, are very very happy. So, um, uh, hey, but um, yeah. I, I I um a few little uh, a few little internet fairies have shown shown me a couple of sick pits in your world uh, this week. Yeah, we had we had a um the classic. Midday offshore oh. kind of con- condition change. Oh. It was like you know, check the morning. It was just shit onshore, bit of swell in there, but but a complete mess. And then it was on the it was on the uh, it was on the cards though. Talking we were talking surf forecasting and and weather awareness. Um, and this one, yeah, I, um, I was kind of hoping that the other. Hundred people who uh... yeah, well, I was going to say I was going to say it's a good thing that people in your town all have full time jobs. Yeah, well, and they're all onto it. Uh, yeah, so as soon as it went <laughs> offshore, it was just like bees to a honeypot, and um, people put yeah. their people put their laptops and their and their um, stock trading apps down, and they uh, that's they... right. The the, uh, the midwives uh, just put the put the births on hold. The, uh, <laughs> the, the everything was it was, tool, was, it was postponed. It was, it was tools, tools down. Tools down across the board. Tools down. Yeah, uh, and it yeah it cranked for a good uh, rest of the day. I only I only had a little window, uh, but I scored a few. Uh, and uh, how about you? I mean, I've seen some some epic photos of France going bananas. Yeah, we we um we got the swell banana. Yeah, <laughs> Lebanon. We got the swell, but we didn't get the the nice conditions. Um, I had a few, had uh-huh. a, a couple of little surfs in a, in a few uh, protected spots, but it's literally um victory at sea at the moment. I mean, I think that mm. I think that this weekend it's it's the classic um. Uh, it's going to be south west wind, which is obviously terrible, and it's just a, a piddly 5.4 meters at 14 seconds. You oh, well, yeah. that'll, that'll throw the banks into some sort of shape, or yeah, no, or that's not. true, that's true. So, um, and there we always get this thing called a uh, a St. Martin summer, which essentially is an Indian summer. So, um, what usually happens towards the end of October, we'll, we'll get we're going to get some nice hot weather and. And offshore, so um, yeah. Hopefully, your uh, <coughs> banks theory is uh, is right. So, yes, it's a very that's a very un-Iberian sounding name for a a, a well, weather I, phenomena. I, I, I was just that, have you I, translated I was, that. Yeah, no, it's so it's Verón de San Martino. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, don't you, you know, don't, don't, We um, <coughs> even though uh, Henry the Eighth separated us from our from our catholic brethren um we still share a lot of the same saints so you know it's all, no, okay it, it's okay. all much of, it's all much of a muchness um Martin, the the patron saint of uh shitty winds well maybe the or, patron, or not the patron saint of nigel so, i mean yeah <laughs> mm. how good's how good's making plans for nigel yeah how to listen to that uh 
Love the drumming. Now I've, I read it, but isn't it good nerding out on music? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a t- <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, nerding out on surf and music Even is better. good. I like music. I like surf. But the way uh, the drummer spoke about how he changed the uh, his drumming pattern for that making plans for Nigel, just it was like a little, I don't know, a little cherry on the top of that song when I listened to it. Yeah. I mean, England at that time, I guess England at any time, but England at that time just produced so many fucking bands that, yeah, it's uh, it's mind-blowing, you know, mm. <laughs> really, Crazy. really good. And, uh, and as one match Atch, our, our good mate on the music group said, um, if any, <laughs> most Nigels are assholes, i.e. His, uh, his boss, who is, I think he's called Dave, but everyone calls him Nigel, something like that. Um, and if you're a nice Nigel, you end up being called Nudge or or something else because um, yeah, well, nobody, my, my, nobody really my, wants to. Well, your brother-in-law's a Nigel. Yeah, well, he's a Ned. Ah, there you go. Ned's there a cool. Go. Ned is a cool name. Ned, Ned's good. Nigel's not so good. Nigel Farage. <laughs> oh God, that's Ru- it. Yeah, that's I mean, it. it was no bad more. enough, wasn't like it? Like no the the last no. nail in the coffin of Nigel's. Mate, if Farage. there was ever going to be a resurgence, it's been killed. <laughs> yeah, it's like Adolf. Mm. Nigel, yep. Nigel Farage killed it forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's the um, that's the song that's been banging around my head for um for, for a few days. So what about you? Why not? Uh hmm. Yeah. Oh, gee. Uh, that's a good question. Um, still being on on the vinyl, loving the vinyl, and <laughs> um, I wish I could just think off the top of my head what's been floating my boat in a big way. Um, you didn't get the um, the, the Camaray Primary School um, choir from 1987 disc, did you? Uh, no, no. I've been, I've been. Uh, well, I tell you what, I've been into is uh, pavement. Oh, mate! Yes, yes, gonna, yes. Going to see him next year. Jackals, false grails. If Steve Malcolmus can get out of bed, mm. he's just he's uh, he, he's taken the slacker uh, tag. And well, not run with it and slept with it. Uh, I think I might have said this before. A lot of the 90s stuff for me, I was so into it at the time. Not all of it has held up. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. But I think pavement definitely has. No, it's funny because we were living, um, we were living in a a funny old house in rural, <coughs> well, in a little town in, in England um, when pavement's Wowie Zowie came out. And it's it's not known as being one of their classic albums, but for me, you know, you know, when an album kind of marks a particular time in your life, uh, that kind of the whole that ethos. We were definitely living the uh, the slacker ethos. You know, we had the uh, <laughs> we had the hair, we had the clothes, we had the um, uh, sofa out in the garden. We had um, you know the the kind yep. of we lived we lived the uh, the slacker dream. Um, <laughs> and uh, Malcolmus was um, definitely up there in. Um, Leading us, leading us astray and leading us away. So. Minerals, ice deposit daily, drop off the first shiny robe. I've got a lot of things I want to sell, but not here, babe.
our um, very bad memory service correctly, I think the last thing we were talking about was the surf quiver. We basically came to the conclusion that you need about 75 boards, right? Mm, yeah, at the minimum, yeah. Um, so my, my next thing on the list of why music shits on pissy surf is live music. Think about it. How much better is live music than live surfing? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because so my, my, um, my existential question here would be, um, what concert would be the equivalent of a 10-foot pipe? <laughs> or or, uh, or 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 two foot manly. <laughs> um maybe maybe um ten foot pipe would be um oh god what, what are they called again? Um Fred Durst's band at uh at <laughs> Lim- Woodstock Lim- 99. <laughs> no, no, that's not right. There you go. I think pipe pipe's probably an exception for live liveness. Uh, yeah. I've seen one, one live pipe, you know, day, and it was pretty. And, and I guess Chopa would, Chopa would be the same, or or J Bay, or you know, I mean, mm. <clears throat> um, well, yeah, having you know, watching G Land at the end of a day, um, with a ice cold bintang in your hand is pretty, it's pretty uh, impressive. So yeah, uh, but you're not going to be like I think pipes. The only place I can think of where you actually have a good seat. Right. I mean, watching watching G Land or Fiji or wherever, unless you're, I don't know, I don't know where you could sit. It'd be like you know being at the back of Wembley Stadium watching um the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> we once went and saw Massive Attack in a um uh, a venue that was large, kind of like the I guess like Sydney Entertainment Centre type venue. They were just so fucking good that it doesn't um it doesn't matter uh you know they'll blow they'll blow the they'll blow the fucking doors off any any venue yeah right um and you were sort of far away but still felt the you felt the vibe mate they were just perfect they're, they're you know it was yeah the i've seen them so many times and every time it's just mind meltingly good so when I was a kid, I saw Dire Straits and Eurythmics and stuff in kind of big venues, and they were even Midnight Oil, and it, it was always it was always pretty good. Um, but I mean, do you have a particular concert that just stands out as the best thing? You know, as as ten to twelve huh. third reef third reef pipe. We're talking of large venues. I saw Bruce Springsteen in Hyde Park in London. Oh, nice, nice. And that was pretty epic just because the whole, just the vibe. We're all standing in mud, um, singing along to, um, singing along to with the boss. Pretty good. My cousin went to see, um, I think it was even last year, it was Bob Dylan and the boss at in Hyde Park. And he said Dylan was absolutely terrible. Um, although there's a review of Dylan this week um, in the newspaper uh, that said it was mind-blowing, maybe a different venue, but he said the, the boss was just fucking incredible, and this is last last year. Um, yeah. What about, what about two-foot manly? <clears throat> I'm trying to think of the worst gig I've seen. The worst gig would have to be something where the expectations way exceeded the... the um, yeah, I've got I've got one. Um, thing oh, we went we went we went and saw my bloody Valentine. Um, I've probably talked about oh, it, but um, at, no. at, at the Enmore, and uh, I mean you know one of my all time favourite bands. Um, and uh, I mean obviously their whole their whole shtick is kind of wall of sound, um, indecipherable lyrics and whatnot. But you literally it was it was so much so live that it. It was kind of, I don't know, just all sounded the same. There was nothing. There was nothing to it. It was almost, and it was almost like they had a complete contempt for the, uh, um, for, the, for, the for the for the audience, yeah. Um, yeah. and that left me feeling extremely so so deflated that um, I didn't even I, I couldn't even listen to a My Bloody Valentine song for like years afterwards. I think I've I've, but, uh, I've, I've come back around, you. but yeah, yeah, <laughs> just because you know you have. That was the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That that expectation was uh, was so um, so high. But yeah, I, I think that the thing about live music when it's when it's good and when it <clears throat> when the whole crowd is kind of 
as one, that's the difference. But that's what sets it apart from um, from surfing, you know, because there are there are gigs where, for whatever reason, um, everyone's kind of on the same wavelength, and everyone's whether they're moshing or um, just yeah. kind of just foot tapping, whatever it is, um, you know, it's uh, it's kind of this symbiosis where everyone kind of um, breathes the oh, yeah. same breathes the same rarefied air as the uh, as the artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I definitely think for live performance, music sits on surfing. Yeah, as you say, like uh, watching well, think, surfing. <laughs> yeah, I don't Even- watching just lazily watching. Your local is okay, but yeah. you're not, you know, you're not expecting much. And then if you see someone ripping, it's kind of nice, but you're not there to, yeah, like like rocking up to a surf comp. There's an expectation that you're going to be entertained, and yeah, that's and, usually um, and and not again the case. Again, I'm, I'm sure that if it's pipe or chopes or whatever, it's a different story. But um, I live near a a place where um, they have a world tour event, and um, even. Uh, even when it's absolutely firing and people are just getting drained across the bloody bank, you know, after two or three heats, it's like, oh, fuck this, I'm, I'm off. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not funny, something. isn't it? Yeah, it's weird. It's uh, very odd. Whereas I'm sure that, you know, if you if you go to a, a festival and there's good music all day, you can quite easily sit there and... Uh, um, <laughs> but maybe um, cause it's not like you go and have a few beers while you watch a surfing comp, is it? Um, maybe the maybe the um, al- maybe the alcohol or the uh, or the spliff or whatever uh, aids aids the uh, the um, <clears throat> the musical appreciation. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, let's um let's let's yeah. just let suffice Man, to say that that's, that's, live live music is better than live surfing. But that uh, that's an interesting point because you know you, you're talking about how um your MDA experience helped you. Well, I don't know what it was a chicken and egg thing with um. The Manchester scene, which came first, but uh, they both sort of went hand in hand. Yeah, that's um, uh, I wonder if there's a, a, a potential for a surf sort of a spin-off WSL <laughs> with a, a rave style event where everyone's just off their face. Yeah, you know, maybe well, not I'd the look, contestants. But to be honest, yeah. I'm sure that one of these wave pools has already done it. You know, you, right. can imagine, you can imagine in Waco, Texas, everyone's fucking methed up to the eyeballs and um, drinking drinking cause light and and smoking meth and watching people bust bust crazy airs. We got the biggest slide, you know, uh, the roll flush. We got two other slides. They ain't no roll flush, you know, but they're fun. But you come out here, BYOT. You bring your own beer out here to this part. We got a bar up front. We got fucking, uh, I don't know what the fuck that's called anymore. All right, let's, um, let's go on to the last, um, reason why surfing is better than, uh, music. And this is, um, surfers have sexy bodies. (laughs) Uh, now, do you, rem- do you remember? This is very politically incorrect, but um, there used to be a, uh, a, a t-shirt and or a sticker. It's like "Chicks dig me because I surf." <laughs> I, I, I always I thought I always thought that was that was um, that was pretty cool. Um, I can't I can't and, remember that one, but I like it. But you know, and, um, apart from rappers and kind of um, massive wankers like uh, what's his face from Maroon Five. Um, uh, musicians traditionally do not, they're not buff really. And then they don't have, um, and even if they are buff, it's, it's, it's like weightlifter oh. buff, weightlifter buff, which yeah. is rich is um, like Peter Andre buff, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is, yeah. re- which is really, really horrible. And I think surfers have, um, uh, the, Surfers just have a nice looking body. They it's um it's not too muscly. It's it's mm. uh it's nice and lean. It's you know I'm not gonna it's go funny, too, isn't I'm it? not gonna it's go good. too much further, but <laughs> yeah. But it's funny, isn't it? And we we might have mentioned this before. If you see a guy out in the surf who's absolutely like Mr. Universe muscly, you just know he's gonna be shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or her, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, isn't it? It's, well, it's very and, li- and, and likewise, I mean, there are, there are a few exceptions, um, but big people, 
usually don't cut it very well in the surf either. Yeah, exceptions now, I suppose they're they're getting bigger. But I suppose big Simon Anderson back in the day. Um, no, but I'm talking big, big, like you know. Um, I, I guess in in uh, no, in, muscly in, big. In, no, no, in in the days before ca- cancel can- cancel culture, they might be known as fat. I'm surprised, actually, that our diversity officer didn't make that clear, to me. honestly. Sometimes around here, it's like the blind leading the blind. I would like to apologise to Scotland's blind community. I hear your concerns, and I promise you, they will not fall on deaf ears. I would like to apologise to the deaf community. I would like to say sorry. When I realised what I said, I honestly, I had a fit. I apologise unreservedly to all of the epileptics in Scotland for my use of the word fit. I completely understand why you've got a bee in your bonnet. I would like to apologise to anyone connected with bees or the wider bee community. Yeah. Um, look, um, give give me Bruce Irons in his in his prime any time, and that, that's a that's mm. that's one um, hunk of hunk of man flesh. Yeah. I suppose, <laughs> was it Sean Briley? He had a bit of yeah. That's true. Chubby too. That's true. Yeah. And there was a guy who used to kind of rule out. Um, Padang Padang, and he was absolutely massive. I don't know if you remember seeing photos of this guy. Um, oh, no, Bald guy no. with like a huge belly. Um, right. Oh, I think I've seen. Yeah. But uh, he, yeah. He, di- he died. Right. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, and it was, it was interesting. Uh, we went, went and saw the Jerry Lopez uh, movie with the, with the boys the other night. I'm not sure if we yep. spoke about this last episode, but... Um, um, and the man was there himself. Oh, really? Um, wow. Yeah. And he's, like, he's actually like shorter than I, yeah. for some reason, thought he'd be. Um, but um, where am I going with this? No, yeah, because he's talking about when he first learned to ride tubes was at, at Alamoana on the south side. And there was a guy who he, he kind of just was blown away by because he reckoned like he was one of the first guys to properly ride tubes. This is like back in the late 60s i suppose right and um still probably on a on a longboard but this guy was the picture of unhealthiness it was hilarious he was, <laughs> was like a little pot belly um but yeah watching him uh just sort of stuff himself into barrels when no one else was doing it it was hilarious because well, hang on this just... is this is actually in the film yes yeah oh, they wow, showed okay. I, I wish i knew the name of this guy but they they spoke about him sort of with uh with awe back in the day because he was just this most unlikeliest of good surfers with his pot belly and a, and a kind of just a ungainly style. Yep. But uh, he was packing tubes before anyone else. So And, and did, um, did did Lopez manage to flog a few soft tops well, before, before, <laughs> before the... Definitely uh, so. Well, it's all, all I'm seeing is Lopez soft tops wherever I go, so he's, he's doing well. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's a good thing. I mean, if, if you're going to buy a stuff top, I suppose you want, you're hoping he's signing off on a on a good design. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, look, I mean, everyone Fanning's got him, doesn't he? And fucking Jamie O'Brien's got him, and um, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, so how how many stars would you give uh, the Lopez flick? Uh I give it. I give it a solid four. I, I don't think it, it it wasn't epic. Epic. It was good. Um. I, I think I'd like to see it again. I think right. just to, to really take it in. There's a really, yeah, look, amazing, interesting guy. Uh, there's a few kind of bits in the middle section where it was like, well, this is this is nice, but it's not it's not really getting to the heart of him. It's just because he, he spent about thirty years surfing G Land and uh, wherever, yeah, um, Indo, and not really much to say about it. Really, and then he just got mindlessly barreled for thirty years. And after a while, that's uh, um, not yeah, the story. Yeah, they did a um, the, the ain't that swell did an interview with him and Stacy Peralta because Peralta made the film, right? Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, I happened to it was it was actually on live. I was on in between lessons, and I it was on YouTube live, and I I watched it for about three minutes, and he. As much as Jerry is a god and whatnot, um, he's very soporific. He kind of it kind of put me to sleep. Um, I wasn't. He is, yeah. He's so relaxed. He's it's almost like he puts you to sleep, which yeah. is which is fine. But yeah, he's he's, he's not an entertainer. And he's not meant to be, I suppose. Online. No, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. but uh, it was it was the same. We had a question and answer at the end of the uh, movie, and it was very much like that. He he uh, answered the questions very slowly and thoughtfully, but. Uh, 
maybe with not much um, pizzazz, pizzazz. <laughs> pots would say. But what I wanted to mention, and, and at the q and I kind of chickened out because I, I wanted to put my hand up and ask him a question because they showed him paddling out G-Land. Uh, apparently he spent a week there on his own, um, but uh, this must have been with a, someone filming him at least. Uh, he was paddling out with a waterproof Walkman on his hip. No way. The headphones on. I wanted to ask him what he was <laughs> listening to. Uh, what, um, uh, back in the, it would have been early 80s, I'm guessing. Wow. Um, I, 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 yeah, be, that, that would be interesting. Um, bit of. Um, we'll have to get uh, Jamie Brissick yeah. onto the. Uh, yeah. Brisket onto the, onto the call. Um, now, speaking of films, have you seen or seen of this Kirby Brown film? Uh, is he like the slab hunted guy Mate, from Oz? Or? Yeah, apparently it's just absolutely fucking mine. It's like the equivalent of um, that Alex Honnold. What's that um, Alex Honnold film where he climbs uh, <coughs> El Capitan oh, like without ropes? Dawn Wall or something like yeah, that. One or... of those. It's kind of the surfing equivalent of that. Yeah. It's supposed, supposed to be fucking uh, mind blowing. Free, free climb or something like that. Free, yeah. free something. Free, yeah. free scrubber. <laughs> Tom Curran climbing a uh, a moss covered rock yeah. in New Mexico <laughs> with with flip flops. Hello, yo, Dad, it's Billy. Get out, Billy. Flick on the TV right now. Free scrubbers on. Oh. Yeah, Curran's about to surf with dry hair. I'm not even joking. We'll get, your mom. get on it. So we're we're, we're happy that uh, surfing bodies, sexy bodies, in in yeah, in I surfing I, I mean, beats music. Yeah, you know the. I didn't compile a list, but there must be a, a good. You could come up with your top five weediest musicians. Um, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's not really. Yeah, it's it's almost in inverted the whole like in music. It's almost unfairly that the good looking, fit, sexy bodies get the attention, whereas in surfing, the you either get the good body or the you know from surfing. As a result, yes, yeah, yeah, or yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think you're unfairly rewarded. Yeah, I, but I, I mean, kind of like if, listening to music without knowing what someone looks like. <laughs> sometimes, but, unless but it's think, blondie. But, uh, oof, giddy up. Um, well, apparently the new, the, apparently, um, um, actually, our, our our good mate uh, Gartha will be happy because apparently the new Tay Tay album, her tenth album, just got a five star review. Apparently, she's. Basically, she's so far ahead of the pack, it says, that she doesn't even have to think about what her opposition are, uh, are making. So um, <clears throat> speaking of, I was, yeah, that was my, that was my segue from uh, Blondie because I, I guess that she is a uh, um, quite an attractive... A modern-day Blondie, maybe. Quite an attractive lass. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. But if you, think uh, about, if you think about some of these serial um, musician shaggers, you know, okay, Led Zeppelin, they were pretty, uh, you know, Robert Plant was pretty pretty sexy, um, but you know you guys like Motley Crue and stuff. I mean, they were ugly little fucking turds, and mm, they were, mm. you know they were just. I mean, Alice yes. Alice Cooper, you know, <laughs> um, these, yeah. kind, these kind of people not really uh, not really that uh, that studly, but anyhow. Yeah, but put a guitar on them and uh, and a nice tune, and the girls the girls go wild. Oh yeah. Um, mm. All right, so the last thing, why uh, music is better than surfing is the musical quiver, so the record collection. Um, now, we obviously, we talked about the, uh, the surf quiver, and that's an uh, you know, essential mm -hmm. part of any surfer's uh, uh, life. But I would, um, I would say that, you know, a musical, a musical quiver, a musical collection is, it's almost like a, um, it's akin to a, a, a good book collection, you know. It, it's really, it, it really mm -hmm. um, separates the wheat from the chaff. I need these records. They are as essential to my life as air and water, and I must value them. Plastic sleeves, alphabetized. Don't touch it. You have there's always there's always these people that have um, their music collection consists of, um, you know, 1989 hot hits and. Um, uh john farnham's the uh whatever the the album was what, what was it the voice that's right yeah and um and the <laughs> like a a uh mariah carey christmas special and, and hooked hooked on classics three 
Hey, hang on, don't knock that. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I mean, do you go? Is that what you do when you walk into someone's house? Like it's um, if I man, if I if I can, it's funny because we um we we had a very long boozy lunch with very good mates of ours last uh, last weekend. Um, uh, shout out to Dan, and uh, he has this most. He has a whole room dedicated to his record collection, right? Oh, wow. um. And, you know, with Primo, he's got all the good gear, you know. Um, mm. uh, I think it's like a, um, actually, he, it's funny because he just, he, he also has a good CD collection. And he, he literally just bought last week a Marantz CD player. Um, oh, Marantz. I know, I know. But he's got a, I think he's got like a Denon um, turntable and uh, um, I'm not sure if it's NAD or uh, whatever. It's one of those handmade English mm. Uh, mm. tuners and the, the full, the full, the full, get up the Mordaunt short speakers and the whole the whole bit. But he's he's got like this built-in um bookcase, well, which is a record case and it takes up a whole wall. And and he's just got he's got an incredible music collection. He's been he's he's a bit older than us. He's like 55 or something. And uh, he's been collecting you know the classic story, you know, as soon as he started getting his first pocket money, he'd go and catch the bus and go into town and get a buy a rec, you know buy stiff little fingers or um <clears throat> with x-ray specs or, or whatever it was um yeah and man you go into his house you can just stay there for hours and hours just um, just getting getting inspired i have uh i bought one million albums uh in in the archive and about a million and a half singles. First of all, just imagine this. They move the music by computer, and what they do is they chop off the highs, they chop off the lows, and then they compress everything. How could that possibly be equal to the open sound that you get on a record with the basses and the highs and the fullness in the middle? That kind of depth of record uh, of musical knowledge is um, it says something about a, a person, I, I would say. Um, you know, obviously we all have our kind of favourite genres or favourite um, uh, scenes or whatever, but it's that, that the whole idea of being able to kind of branch out as much as possible, um, I think, is really important. And this is where my um, deep uh distrust of spotify lies because mm. yes you can of course if you have an inquiring mind you can um you can listen to whatever music you possibly want you know uh uh more genres than anyone could ever ever possibly imagine but i don't i just don't it, it doesn't have the commitment of a record collection in my mind yeah right right um it, is it the non-physical aspect that you think I think comes so. Well, into no, it? it's 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 two things. It's the it's the, yes, the non-physical aspect because obviously the uh, the the kind of tactile, tangible thing of a of obviously an LP. Um, yeah, and to, and to a lesser extent, a a, a a CD and even a God forbid a tape. Um, uh, that's got part. That's part of it. But it, I think it's also the the fact that you've gone out of your way to actually go and purchase something. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's, mm. it's, it's just, it's an old way of thinking, I'm sure. But um, mm. uh, uh, it, for me, it's nice to be able to, I'm, I'm recording this out in our, our little guest house and um, it's nice for me to be able to just turn on the stereo and just crank some music and actually flip through a, a wallet of CDs or, or you know, albums and, um pick something out and remember what what that what that means and etc cetera, etc cetera. It, it it doesn't feel the same if i'm clicking on the fucking on, on my phone um putting on yeah putting yeah, on yeah. Whatever, whatever even if the if it's the best playlist in the world it just for me it doesn't feel the same and then the 90s ended and i wasn't no teenager no more teenager no more but i started getting shakes if i was passing any used record store I got the finger muscles you develop when you flip through a stack. Flip through a stack. 
crate digging for the cheap and obscure And there was no turning back A total junkie for the LPs That nothing in the world was gonna help me See me quit no sooner than see hell freeze And there was nothing like the thrill of getting lucky I'd be blind five cheeks to the breeze Cause the world was still awash in LPs And I still had the disease for LPs Nowadays that stuff is so expensive I don't bother to try Everything's reissued and plus everything is priced really high The field is overcrowded, it's impossible to get a good fix So I walk right past the records and I flip through all the used compact discs Yeah, nowadays it's mostly CDs No one wants to keep them so there's plenty Folk and punk and private press and rap and indie Bonus tracks and liner notes are just empty As long as I can still make a good discovery I've still got that music hunger to see That disease that I got from LPs When they were dirt cheap in the 1990s Whatever people don't want That's the time to get it Take a chance on something It might blow your mind And if it's cheap There's less chance you'll regret it Though I'm drowning in my stacks Because of all the stupid albums I used to try Nowadays, looking back I just regret the ones I didn't buy Um, yeah, nah So it's uh, CDs, vinyl You got any tapes? You still a tape kind of? Well, I mean, I do have some. It's funny because um, my uh, Mrs. Nomelston and I, when we first met, we were we were quickly separated um, due to the fact that I ran out of money completely and needed to go and work <laughs> somewhere else. Um, and so we used to, for um, well, for the first couple of years of our relationship, we um, spent large uh, large periods of time apart, and we used to make each other. Um, tapes and and post them across the across the seas to one another and uh, um, oh, wow. me, me being me of course maybe there's a few somewhere at my parents place up in the roof I don't know but she's got them all so um, oh I'd yeah. love to I'd love to hear some of the um I'll try and dig I'll actually I'll, I'll, dig, I'll dig them up because there was some there's some there's some fucking good stuff there um uh <clears throat> yeah I mean and that was the period of time where you would buy you could buy like um select magazine and that it would come with a, a, a compilation tape you know oh um, yeah so you'd get a lot of um new music just from from that kind of stuff as well so and of course of course both of us on either side of the world would uh listen to our respective um indie music um shows and record stuff on our uh, on our tape players and you know yep. edit edit them on a double ta- double cassette deck and do all that kind of stuff yeah it's great isn't it I mean, it's funny actually. My uh, eldest uh, bodger boy found one of my earliest mixtapes I made, just for myself, just recording stuff off the radio in uh, Adelaide of all places, and uh, it's got some good stuff on it. I mean, sound quality is probably pretty shit, but uh, bit of Dead Kennedys, bit of um, Fall, Oof. bit of uh, Breeders. In your pocket Miles away But you can't call home No You can't call home Twenty twenty years old, um, with my little Ghetto Blaster. Wasn't, uh, wasn't there a way that you could? Uh, my, this is really delving into the depths of my foggy memory. But wasn't there a way that you could get a tape that that was a bought tape and record over it? You just have to have a stick sticky tape over the little tab. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's yes. It. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> and I used to always do the thing. I'd always like if I recorded an album. 
and I had room, there'd be I'd just stick a random song at the end. And I always kind of now when I listen to that album, you know, on whatever, I'm still expecting that little that. bonus yeah. song. Yeah, 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 you yeah, know, yeah. I think we've uh, talked about this. It's it's like um well, funnily enough, the police came up in our music chat this week. Um and uh, I can't remember what the song was, but um on my recording of that particular I don't know. I can't remember if it's Zenyatta Mondada or Ghost in the Machine mm. or whatever. But there's a song and it skips because it was taped off a off a, <laughs> off a record. Yeah. And you all every day, even to this day, when I hear that song on the radio, I, I'm waiting for the skip. You know? Waiting for it to skip. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it is. Uh, it, it is very funny. Uh, <clears throat> um, yeah. So I, I think that the uh, the music uh, quiver is a pretty fucking amazing mm. thing. I, I, I'm uh, yeah. I'm putting. I'm, I'm actually thinking that, that the the surf quiver and the music quiver for me are the two most important of all of the things that I've uh, that I've outlined in our uh, surf v music um uh, yes. discussion here um I think we can safely say that it, it's a tie right um surf rocks mu- music fucking rocks and uh what would we do without without them yeah it's it's a dead heat it's a dead heat it is it is <laughs> Um, and we can't even do a count back because they both get a their their third best wave was a six six point eight seven. So um, yeah, it was an interference. Music uh, <laughs> dropped in on surfing at some stage. Yeah, music was uh, off, music was completely off its face and uh, just did a blatant drop in on surfing. But then surfing yeah. got surfing got so pissed off with music that it punched it in the in the head. And yeah. um, the judge the judges basically just said, "Ah, oh, look, we'll 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 um we'll call it a we'll call it a dead heat." Yeah. Now uh, I've got, I've got a, a few uh, little. I, I I just got a couple of random points before we go into the quiz, which I'm dying to hear. <laughs> uh, to, just in the for or against music versus surfing, I just thought a few little things which uh, we didn't mention. Uh, there's no dawn patrol in music. Like, do you know what I mean? There's no. That's... I'd love to go see a band that plays at five a.m. <laughs> Well, and I, I know that there is a dawn patrol in music, um, but you've got to be, wrong, yeah. you've got to be, stay up. Yeah, that's it. And so by the time the do- and I mean obviously I've I've done this in in my time, but by the time the dawn patrol comes, you're in no fucking fit state to be doing anything like that. I suppose. Uh, well, any, anything at all, basically. But um, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but that, that was one point, and uh, technology in music, I think, has come a long way, and I know. You're not uh, in favour of well, some of the advances, but I think no, that's, just, agree that's just that me being a fuddy duddy more than being a luddite. Else. Yes, um, but uh, I think Bluetooth, you know, sort of wireless technology with, yeah, with that's headphones. Amazing. You're not Blue, you're Blue, not awesome. tangling. Awesome. So awesome. I, I'm, and I just think, well, when are we going to get uh, wireless leg ropes? Uh, like, ooh, I'm sure Elon Musk's onto it. Like yeah, Bluetooth, how, how, how a Bluetooth leg rope. Be? How good you know? would that be? Sick of getting tangled in my leggy. What about um, a, Bluetooth, a Bluetooth wetsuit? So you're just nude, but you feel warm. Yeah. <laughs> Bluetooth wetsuit. That is so good. Um, so there's that. And um, you barely whack your nuts when you see music or listen to music. <laughs> you don't get a, that's you don't a plus. Get, you don't get a fin up your date, that's for sure. No, no, Lopez got. You might get something. Oh you might God. get. Did he? Did he have a story about that? Oh God, yeah. I don't. I don't want to repeat it because it's so gross. You might get a finger up your date if you're lucky at a concert. <sighs> wow, what concerts are you going to? Um, <laughs> well, did I say that loud? Uh, and the last point is uh, in music's, oh, probably surfing's favour, is that you don't have to tune a surfboard. Ah well, Kelly Slater would argue that you tune it. You know, the, by putting mm, in maybe. by putting in a, a particular fin, it makes all the difference. I mean, for us, for us mere mortals, um, I don't think we're that uh, fine tuned. But yeah, that's that's a very good point. You don't tune. Yeah. You don't really tune a tune a surfboard. But maybe you do by changing the surfboard. Maybe I that's suppose. the maybe that's the um, the equivalent. Uh, yeah, and maybe well, I, I think I'm just going to go contradict myself because i've just stuck in some twin fins in my what i was riding as a quad my luke short uh capture yep. model which is like a f- fishy sort of thing and it's it's 
10 times better as a twinny than a quad. And they are, they're like your MR twins? Is that the kind yeah, of? Style. Yeah, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay. I'm a convert. I'm a convert. I, mean, uh, I, think, I think that thing, we, we do get a bit complacent. I think the thing of actually just putting in some different fins once in a while is probably a good idea, you know. Um, yeah. It's the same, thing. Always, it's the same yeah. thing as um, taking the wax off the bottom of the board. It's probably also a good idea. <laughs> what kind of harebrained hydrodynamics are you, uh, are you uh, spousing right. there, mate? You know, you get, um, you, get, you get to a point where your board's got all this wax on the bottom. It's like, oh, fuck. I, I, I how does it get there? How does it get there? <laughs> um, Elon Musk should be working that out. Fucking I think get on to it, Musk. Um, yeah, so there we go. That, that's right, just no, a few little no, no, points. No, and and this is not a not a point for or against, but it's just an observation I find in surfing that the more a country is known for surfing, the stupider the surfers. <laughs> and the less a country is known for surfing, the more erudite and thoughtful and yeah, that's, that's good. That's interesting really good. the surf. I think most English surfers seem yeah, they do. smart and their magazines are amazing. They're, they yep. charge yep. crazy slabs. The Irish are the same. Yeah. The, uh, even um, the, like the Canadian surfer is a, seems like a really yeah. quite, quite a switched on, uh, switched on guy. But girl. the American, <laughs> the Australian. The Brazil, um, the Brazil nuts. Even the even the Kiwi surfer is more interesting than the Australian surfer, right? I don't know about you, but I'm sick and tired of being teased, bullied and ridiculed for my funny New Zealand accent. I don't want this accent. Do you think I want to talk like this? Of course I bloody don't. And I've tried to change my accent, you know? I've tried the sweet, sexy, smooth baritone of a South African. Oh, Blue, look at that one out the back, eh? It's just like J-Bay, except it's not a right-hand, eh? It's a left-hander, Blue. It's pretty lacquer, though, eh? Blue, I'll tell you what, you should have seen me last week out here. I was absolutely tearing it, eh? I've dabbled in the soothing, sultry sound of an Australian. G'day, now. You want to whip down the rise and knock back a couple of icy cold skewies uh, and Oh my god, what is that? Uh, make it stop, my brain is hurting my brain. Uh, it's truth, Dal. You're acting like a bloody dingo stole your baby. Dal? Or the harmonic purr of an American? Yeah, so anyway, I says to the guy, you can shove that goddamn pedal right up your ass. <laughs> hey, I'm walking here, guy. And the other harmonic purr of a Canadian. What's all that a booty? <laughs> Our accent is ridiculous though, isn't it? Fuck, oh, I just, fuck. I can see why people take the, the, the poss out of us now. <laughs> Fosh and chops on the dick. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, I think I we mean, basically, we've basically just pissed off every one of our listeners so um sorry guys right. and girls sorry sorry <laughs> we, we, um, don't, we don't we don't mean that you are really that fucking thick well a lot of our listeners come from those countries i was mentioning that, that you, you gotta be hardcore to be an austrian surfer that's true actually that's true well, so, I, I, shout out to heelsy um uh, one of our listeners he uh went to the wave garden in the swiss alps oh i saw a little story about that just recently yeah wow. look, uh, last week or the week before he said it was insane it was just wow. and he, he said a couple of videos it was um, it was crystal clear mountains in the background it, you know it's it's a similar wave the one in the one in um melbourne is wave garden isn't it i think so yeah surfing so at altitude i mean that's that's yeah how's that change things. how weird is that Crazy. Yeah, uh, funny. So yeah, um, um, yeah. Well, hats right. off to Heelsy. Yeah, and what well, and Heelsy, um, um, going back to uh, talking about music and and uh, what well, no, just being erudite. He uh, he eschews all technology. He has no television at home, apart he, from wave uh, pools. <laughs> yeah, apart from wave pools, no t no TV at home. He has a, a very oh, uh, wow. very healthy uh, book collection, and um, yeah. I, I, nice. I can I can give him the wave pool just because he comes from a landlocked country. So um, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah, okay. Uh, we'll let it slide. All right. So the quiz.
And th- this is this is a quiz, and it's it's ten questions related to my ten points. Okay. okay. Um, Hit me. All right. So, number one, uh, and this is related to uh, weather, surf, and weather. Oh, okay. Um, during the night of the 9th of July, nineteen fifty-eight. The largest yep. recorded wave in history occurred in Lituya Bay, Alaska. What? To the nearest hundred feet. Tell me <laughs> how. Tell me how big it was. Nearest hundred feet. To the That's nearest. Big... To the nearest hundred feet. Okay. Uh, was it one hundred and ninety feet? No, it was one thousand two seven hundred and twenty feet. What? 1720 feet. It's like, <clears throat> yeah. I think it was like, it caused huge amounts. It was a it was a it was a tsunami, um, obviously. Um, was that Hawaiian? <laughs> no, that's uh no Alaskan. That's, no, that's uh that's uh Palm Beach. So it's <laughs> right. it's, a, it's actually about um 123 feet. Uh yeah. <laughs> so how about that? Wow. Um I'm speechless. That's yeah. quite a large wave. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, the boys yeah. were firing. Yeah, they were. Um, All right. Um, question, okay. question number two. Uh, I'll just go through them. Um, so this is about uh, obsession. I'll go through mm-hmm. the surf ones and then the, then the music ones. Okay. Um, obsession. Dale Webster has the record for surfing the most consecutive days. Um, to the nearest 1,000 days. <laughs> How many days did he surf? Ah, oh, I'm thinking it was like say ten years. So I'm I'll say three thousand six hundred and fifty. Okay. Um. Yeah. He surfed for four decades. What? Uh, Fourteen thousand six hundred and ten days in a row. Oh my god! And he had a Is he had a-, a rule as well, which was he had to catch three waves each time. Three so, waves, and he'd um, ride them to the beach, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and, wear his fins out, and so you know, sometimes obviously the surf was good and the weather was nice, and and because this, I think he's up in up at Santa Cruz or somewhere like that. So it's not like the winter would have been at all pleasant. And yeah, there would have been it, some shitty days. Well, and imagine you've got fucking, you've done your back in or you've got COVID or, you know, obviously you have, <laughs> it wasn't COVID at that time or, you know. You just uh, couldn't you're, be bothered. You're, you're, your kid's graduating or whatever. You're, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, your wife's having a baby. No, 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 sorry, you got to go get me three waves. i got to get my three waves. Wow. That's, <laughs> um, yeah. All right. That's um, obsession. All right. right so um, uh, number three, um, surf travel. Can you tell me how much seven nights in Tavarua, Saturday to Saturday, okay. in an adult the villa, million. in an yep. adult villa, currently costs US dollars? Seven nights Tavarua, adult villa. I'm going to say, say fifty grand US. <laughs> That's absurd. It's not that expensive. Come on. You don't have to. It's not the whole villa. It's it's just one person. Okay. Well, I, oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, how many people? A villa 15 takes. 15 grand. Say 15 grand. Okay. Well, it's actually it's actually a lot less than that, but it's it's still $6,043. So, what is that? It's like 800, I mean, 800 bucks a night at Tavarua. That, I mean, it's shitload, but it's less than I thought. Well, when we went to um, when we went to Nomotu, which was ten years ago, that was yeah. only in inverted commas three hundred Aussie a night. So, I mean, that's significant. Yeah. It's significantly more expensive, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm. Wow. Right. Okay. Does that are you allowed to uh, surf with that, or is that like uh, <laughs> no, extra? no? The, the surfing package. Oh. Costs, that you, actually, you were bang on with the fifteen grand. That, that's the uh, that's the snorkeling and stand up, <laughs> up paddleboarding pack, package. That's right, <laughs> and uh, shell collecting. Yeah, um, and, and, and if you if you want the e foil package, that's that's the fifty grand package. Well, how's this? I looked into uh, um, going to the Maldives. This is pre COVID and. It looked pretty expensive to begin with, so I wasn't really seriously considering it. But what I didn't realise when I first looked at the price was like, oh, that's not that bad. But you actually, if I'd gone with that um, deal because it was just on the web and booked it, I would have arrived at the Maldives and not been able to surf. 
What? Because when you read the fine print, it says um, when you book online, it says for non-surfing only. If you want to surf, you have to go through a surf travel company, and you pay Jesus. about twice as much. <laughs> uh, so that would have been great, rocking up to the Maldives with my board under my arm, and I go, "What? Uh, what you got that there for?" Having to having to then book a whole another uh, a whole another trip while you were there, <laughs> or just sneak out when they're not looking. Um, yeah. All right. So okay. Okay, so question four. Um, this is Surf Quiver. Mm-hmm. Um, in not, in 2011, Surfer Magazine, rest its soul, um, did a survey that revealed the average quiver size of its readership. Um, <laughs> what do you think the average quiver size of its readership was? And there, there's you can, yeah. you can give it to the decimal point as well. <laughs> decimal point. Uh, I'll say 7.2. Oh, well, no, no, it's actually 3.64 boards. Oh, well, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah, that's what I thought. But um, I don't know. Okay. Either people either people were being a bit, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, under-reporting. Under-reporting, yeah, that's it. So well, I guess it kind of makes sense because lots of people um, okay. either under-reported or maybe Surfer Magazine had a readership that were complete fucking kooks. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Seems um, like, it, it seems like a, a bit of a, you know, a measure of a country's health. Yeah, it's like, G, it's like GD, you know, GDP, GDP per capita, PDQ. <laughs> I, I reckon if they, I reckon if they um, did a survey of uh, surface journal readers, the the uh, the quiver level would be much higher. Yeah, that's just yeah, three point one a liars. <laughs> three point seven five um, keel fish. <laughs> oh, you meant all my boards. I thought uh, you just I, I, I thought you I thought you were just talking I thought you were just talking about the mid lengths. <laughs> that's <laughs> the twenty mid lengths. Oh. Uh, yeah. oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, I thought you were just talking about the five elevens. Uh, well you're talking surf mats. Oh, you mean fiberglass boards. And we haven't we haven't done this. What about this this dilemma? Can you have, you know, there's five, you can have a five, 11 and a half. I mean, <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, increments of inches. Yeah, half <sighs> inches. That's ridiculous. No. Okay. Um, no, th- this one is pretty um, subjective, I would say. Who's the sexiest surfer of all time, man and woman? Sexy Could it be the Duke? Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I like where you're going with um, that. Yeah, I mean that. It, it was literally it was looks, like it was, looks like it yeah. was carved out of mm. uh, bronze, right? Mm, yeah. And what about um, what about the ladies? The ladies. Hmm, let me think. Um, I'm. I don't know why, but Alana Blanchard came into my head. I don't <laughs> personally, I don't personally. But she definitely was was hot property for a while there. Well, there's something there is something pretty um, aesthetically pleasing of uh, uh, watching Alana Blanchard do a bottom turn. I like music. I like surf. Did you see Matt Warshaw had a thing just recently saying, and this is written by a female, um, Gen C of Santa Barbara, Brit mm. Beach Grits, least trolling and sole PhD holding writer. <laughs> she's good. Uh, she's, she's very good, uh, Gen C. She said last week she was pretty sure the curve of a woman's hip off the end of a longboard, that dance, that swing, is the most beautiful thing in surfing. She was inspired after seeing Lauren Hill's new documentary film, The Physics of Nose Riding, which sounds great. Um, wow. I have to okay. geek out on the physics of nose riding. So, but there is um, this, there's this whole argument that, that Beach Grid have been... Um, going on about which i think is pretty damn cool um recently that is that basically they state that um putting a female and a male longboarder together there's absolutely you know there's a a female could easily Mm. beat um beat a male and that that they should be competing equally you know they shouldn't be there shouldn't be um, two divisions. Uh, divisions. Yeah. Mm, okay, perhaps, now we are, our time is 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 ticking down, and we've we've set, okay, ourselves, okay. We've set ourselves a time limit. Okay. Now okay. Um, we're going on to music. So I want you okay. to name at least one or two of the best um, 
one or two of the top 10 surf rock bands as um as as stated out by uh the website chaos spin <laughs> surf rock bands oh i'm just gonna have to go with um dick dale and whatever his band was called Ding. and uh, dick dale and the deltones but yes okay and the atlantics i don't know uh, that's the atlantics me. no I mean, the, okay. the number one is obvious. Uh, Beast Boys? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, 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 and if you can get one more, you're an absolute legend. Um, this band did uh, Wipeout. Um, yeah, and Wipeout was by a band. Uh, I'll give you a, a cryptic clue. It's another, it's another name for a, a surf trip. Oh, the safaris. Well done. Well done. Okay. So nice. th this top 10, it says uh, the trash men. Um, yeah. they, they had surfing bird. Oh, well, everybody's heard about the bird. Oh, my God. This is surfing bird by the trash men. This is my favorite song of all time. Oh, well, a bird, bird, bird. The bird's a word. Oh, well, a bird, bird, bird. Well, a bird is a word. Oh, well, a bird, bird. The bird's a word. Brian, can I see that paper for a sec? Huh. That's odd. I thought that would be big news. You thought what would be big news? Well, there seems to be an absence of a certain ornithological piece. A headline regarding mass awareness of a certain avian variety. What are you talking about? Oh, have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard. Heard what? Brian, don't! Brian, don't you know about the bird? Well, Peter's gonna tell you about the bird. The Revels, um, I think that was like a, a surfing guitar band, like kind of Dick Dale. Oh, yeah. The Challengers Pipeline, the Bel Airs. Um, nice. They had a smash hit called Mr. Moto. I've never heard that. Safaris, <laughs> Safaris with Wipeout, the Lively Ones. Um, <laughs> great. Uh, they do the end credits to Pulp Fiction. Uh, oh. The Ventures. Uh, oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Jan and Dean, of course, Jan and Dean. Um, Surf City. Yep. Uh, Dick Dale, as we knew, as we talked about, and the Beach Boys, of course. So, well done, mate. Good work. Cool. Okay, cool. Uh, we got four more questions. Um, I want you to give me at least three of David Bowie's um, phases, or styles, or um, whatever okay. you want to call it. Um, so we got Ziggy Stardust. Yes. We got the uh, the Thin White Duke. Yes. <clears throat> And um, oh, gee, the the Berlin kind of era. What was yeah. that called? Well, they call it um, they call it here uh, uh, the gentleman. Oh no, the gentleman is the eighties. The gentleman, yeah, the Berlin uh, era. They call they say they just say the Berlin era. The gentleman okay. is when he was wearing those kind of crazy blue and red suits in the eighties. You know, you know okay. that. Um, yeah, then he went, okay. then they, in the 90s, they call it the experimentation phase, which is when I guess okay. we, when he was with, um, what was that other band that he had? Um, oh, Tin Machine? Tin Machine, Tin yeah, Tin. yeah, yeah. And then, of course, Ziggy Stardust. Um, there's Alvin something that they, oh, no, and uh, Space Oddity. Alvin and the Chipmunks? <laughs> and then um, the, there's actually Bowie. As, he started off as a mod. I don't know if you've um, if you've seen that. Mod Bowie. Oh, mate. <laughs> All right, so hey, we're, we're about, we're, to, we're about we're, to run out of time again. Yeah, but um, okay, we've got we've got two questions to go. Um, Quick, highest attended um, concert of all time. Highest is in altitude. Uh, no, um, most most people at a concert, you'll never get it. Was it uh, the Sermon on the Mount by <laughs> Jesus? H. No, Christ. It, it I don't know. A, it, it was a guy called Vasco Rossi in Modena, Modena Park, 2017, 220,000 people. Paul McCartney, what? Paul McCartney in Rio, 184,000 people. Bruce Springsteen Crikey. in Berlin, 160,000 people. So, yeah. Wow. Um, U2, Kiss, Queen, etc. All right. Uh, last question. Um, 
the rarest record of all time. <laughs> the rarest record. Um, oh, gee. Um, I'll give you a big clue. Um, it's by the. Uh, it's by the biggest band of all time. Oh, but God. not as we know it. <clears throat> Mate, I'm just going to have to pass and you just have to tell me. Okay, so it's, it's the, the top two. It's the Quarry Men. That'll be the day. So, oh, okay. Yeah, Pre-Beatles. So Pre-Beatles, 1958, um, a, a cover of That'll Be the Day. So, All right, so the, the Penny Black of records. Exactly right. Okay, mate, um, we're out of here. That was freaking awesome. And, um, awesome. Love your work. Take it easy, and we'll see you around and about next time. Gop ya, and amazing. Ciao, ciao. I like music. I like surf. 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 I like music, I like surf. <laughs>